Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalists are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet, even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Now, Cliff, you and I have had several conversations about that opening statement offline, and I thought it important today at the beginning of the podcast for you to share some of your views about what we say in religion in America. Well, you know, uh, the founders, uh, many of the founders uh, made statements in in reference to the um, religion and government and how they work together. So, uh, for instance, John Adams said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Uh, James Wilson, who was a signer to the Constitution and a, a Supreme Court justice, said human law must rest its authority ultimately upon the authority of that law, which is divine. Far from being rivals or enemies, religion and law are twin sisters, friends, and mutual assistants. Indeed, these two sciences run into each other. Uh, Benjamin Rush, another signer of the Constitution, or a signer of the Declaration of Independence, said the only foundation for a useful education in a republic is to be aid in religion. Without this there can be no virtue, and without virtue, there can be no liberty, and liberty is the object and life of all Republican governments. Without religion, I believe that learning does not does real mischief to the morals and principles of mankind. George Washington said, religion and morality are the essential pillars of civil society. And Ben Franklin said, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. And as nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters, whereas true religion and good morals are the only solid foundation of public liberty and happiness. It is hereby earnestly recommended to the several states to take the most effectual measures for the encouragement thereof. So all of our founding fathers had this belief that religion and government went hand in hand. That didn't mean that religion was to dominate government or that government was to dominate religion. They were intended to work together. Right, and the government shall not make a religion or impose religion on people as they had fled when they left England and the church. So when we say that the founders established this nation as a Judeo-Christian nation, they based it on the virtue, the morality, and the character and integrity and justice and liberty in God's word. And I've said this before, they wished you would believe as they did, and I do, but you have the freedom. But they knew there had to be a plumb line for us to go by to survive as a society. Now, I want to clarify something here. There are many religions. I've talked about it before. Some believe in the same God and some don't. But I have told you that the basic principle of religions in this world are for good and for the betterment of mankind. We're not going into the, the discussion of theology here, but I want to share with you something like even the Ten Commandments, which we've taken out of our schools and out of public places. And you kind of think about politicians and Americans in this world today. 
uh, on if they abide by this. Number one, you shall have no other God before me. Well, throw that out the window. And we would have a lot less problems if we abided by that, because when Jesus was asked by those who tested him, what is the greatest commandment? He said, you should love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And he said, the second commandment is like it, that you should love your neighbor as yourselves. Man, imagine if we did that. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourselves an idol. We see that all over the place now, people idolizing other things other than God. Do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Hear that a lot too. Remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. Hello, Hollywood. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet. Those are genuine principles that were laid down in the Ten Commandments to live by. And I think any religion could agree with that, no matter who their quote unquote God is. And again, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's my faith, my belief, my responsibility, my accountability, and my freedom to believe in the United States of America. Just as I believe you have the freedom to choose how you believe. Now, I want to read some things that I read to you last week. Well, not uh, the things I read to you, but out of the book Dark Agenda uh, from Dark Agenda written by David Horowitz. And I wish you'd get this book and read it. He wrote it in 2018. And just like some of the quotes that Cliff read from our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution, we've had uh, Ronald Reagan we talked about before and others down through history who made almost prophetic statements of what would happen to America if we did not stick to the plumb line of being a Judeo-Christian nation. And this is out of the book, Dark Agenda. I'm gonna read just three quotes for you here. Religious liberty is America's first freedom and the foundation of all American freedoms. It's the reason America's settlers and founders came to these shores and why they set up America's system of inalienable rights. They believed in the priesthood of all believers, that we had the choice in our life in following God and serving him, that each person in essence was a priest to God. The left's attacks on religious freedom and general hatred for those who don't agree with them are driven by identity politics. Identity politics is anti-American ideology and a sanitized name for cultural Marxism. As Christians, the American founders believe in free will the responsibility of individuals for their actions and the results of those actions. Free will is what makes us equal, so long as government does not restrict our freedom. Recognizing that individuals make choices which affect their destinies puts the responsibility for overcoming the handicaps of circumstances squarely on the individual's shoulder. You have the freedom in America to pursue life liberty and happiness it is up to you and because the left and some in the radical liberal narcissistic socialistic marxist community that is mainly predominant in the democrat party today they have to destroy religion they have to destroy the plumb line this nation was built on so that they can become true existentialist meaning you can be what you want when you want to be and in addition to that they don't realize that they are destroying this nation by the very things that they're trying to presumably free people from i want to read 
one more cliff from page 123. The radicals were so focused on their agendas and so bent on destroying their perspective perceived enemies that they lost sight of reality. Their resolution was killing the people it was intended to liberate. And because of this in America today, we are seeing our freedoms being taken away. Our freedom to speech, our freedom to re, uh, our freedom to religion are all under assault. One of the things that if you go back and look in history and look at any of the communist uh, takeovers of government, one of the first things that they do is they get rid of religion because they want to replace the morality uh, and the virtues that religion provides with values and virtues from the state. And the reason for that, very simply, is this. They can make changes to the state's virtues and morality. They can't to uh, a deity that is uh, beyond their control. So, um, you know, they. I remember an example that was given when I was a uh, uh, in political science class back in, at Youngstown State where uh, they talked about the fact that uh, communists like uh, um, Stalin would come in and he would say, uh, you know, here's here's an apple. He'd go to the school kids, here's an apple for uh, uh, you that, uh, you know, the government's given you. What has religion given you? What has God given you? Um, and they they were trying to always undermine uh, religion in order to uh, impose a communist uh, regime. And they want that communist socialist Marxism to be the new plumb line for America. Hello, America, wake up. Your freedom will be lost. I have to read another one, page 142. If social justice is to be achieved, one must suppress the perpetrators of injustice by depriving them of their rights. That is why progressives Cultural Marxists are so intolerant and seek to suppress the free speech of those who oppose them. In identity politics, only collective rights matter, not individual rights. What matters is one's membership in a victim group or an oppressor group. Membership is based on characteristics the individual cannot change. Identity politics is a politics of hate and a prescription for war. Page 95. Americans have become divided not only over particular issues, but over the fundamental laws of the nation itself, and even more ominously over what it means to be American. Cliff, we have lost sight of our Constitution. We have lost sight of our founding. We have lost sight of patriotism. We have lost sight of what it truly means to be an American and be free. Uh, the, the only thing I can say, though, are there's some positive developments uh, that I see where there's pushback against this idea of collectivism and, um, you know, government uh, knows best. And you see that now in the protests that are taking place, like, for instance, in New York City, where the firefighters and um, police officers and other people uh, that work for the city are out protesting the vaccine mandates and basically saying that, uh, you know, this is um, not something that should be done. They're protesting against it. And interestingly enough, um, recently I saw one where uh, some people from Black Lives Matter uh, were out and they originally thought it was going to be a counter protest. But as it turns out, they came out in favor of the same thing, wow. uh, which is one of those weird um, situations where you have Black Lives Matter 
uh, people coming out and agreeing with you know some of these union unionized um, firemen and city workers and and uh, police officers, uh, which was uh, very very uh, unusual. But I think there's a common goal there, and that is to say that you know government's really overstepped its bounds when it comes to the vaccine mandates, and um, you know that's at least um, for the time being at least a uh, a good sign. Um, but uh, but you're right, you know, in large respects, we've lost sight of what the founding fathers uh, knew was best for this country. And we've said before that I believe most people aren't against vaccines. We have them for mumps, rubella, polio, so forth, that are 95% or better effective at stopping the spread of that disease. I think the big issue with people is not only a mandate that you must do this, and taking away their freedom of choice, but it's that it's not been vetted fully according to science and the testing procedures we have established for those vaccines that do prevent disease spread. And now that they can see that this does not stop the spread of disease, that you still can get it and you still can pass it, and that has not been scientifically vetted, they're concerned about the ramifications of what it can do to you down the road. And those are all legitimate. I believe most of them, if it was the like the other vaccines that we have that are proven, they probably wouldn't be so adamant or against the vaccine. And I think that's the biggest issue now. But Cliff, we can go back, I think, to really seeing the destruction and decay of the United States of America, beginning with Bill Clinton. Yeah, we could name other things before, but with Bill Clinton and Hillary as the first lady, she tried to get into healthcare and controlling everyone's healthcare. Now remember. Ronald Reagan's the one that really warned us that the government wants to get control of your health care because if they get control of health care, they control you. And they've been trying to bring socialized medicine to America for decades. They're disguising socialism as liberalism. Socialism will equal communism that leads to control over your life. Hillary tried it. Then Obama tried it. They wanted compulsory health care insurance and care to control your life. And they will continue as in the past that say, they'll say, unless we do it, our elderly will lose their care, the poor will get no care, and on and on and on and on and on. And I bring one example up. You remember when Obama was trying to mandate, mandate this insurance? Do you remember the little sisters of the poor who fought them and won? Again, people not wanting their liberty and their freedom suppressed or mandated by the United States government. Cliff, we both can agree, we always talked about, we want a smaller federal government. It wasn't intended to be a government that's out there running every aspect of our lives, but it is to be back to the states and let the states take care of their people and the local communities. And the caveat is this, we may not agree, but the states can choose on things they wanna choose on regarding abortion and gay marriage and woke, ideology and so forth. They may be things we agree or disagree with, but it should be down to the state level to decide. And then you can decide what state you want to live in accordingly. Yeah. You know, this one size fits all is uh, not a good idea. The, uh, you know, back, back in the days of learning political science for the first time, one of the things they talked about is the fact that the state's governments were like little incubators of ideas and that, you know, they could try something in a state and see if it works before, you know, they would try to roll it out over multiple states. Uh, and I think that's always a good idea. We, you know, socialized medicine really didn't work in Massachusetts when they tried it. Uh, 
Um, but, uh, you know, now instead of taking note of that, they just have tried to roll it out across the United States in its entirety. Um, but back one thing, I, uh, one point I want to make, one last point on the vaccine mandate I want to make, uh, and that is, um, you know, what is the end game of vaccine mandates? Is it to remove from power and uh, and and places where people can make a, a good living, um, remove conservatives from those positions? Um, is, is that what the end game is? Is the end game uh, to vaccinate 100% of the population? And what does that provide us with? We know that this vac so-called vaccine uh, has a dubious track record. You know, I, I heard today someone who uh, had the Johnson & Johnson vaccine about three months ago, went in to get antibody testing and found out that they didn't have any antibodies. You know, three months after getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, they got nothing, uh, no, no benefit from it whatsoever. So they're just as exposed, which is the reason why, you know, they've had to come out with these boosters. But think about this for a second. If they had immediately vaccinated 100% of the population, we would still have people having to go to the hospital. We would still have people who were passing uh, COVID-19 from person to person because it doesn't, these vaccines don't stop the spread. They don't stop you from getting it. They don't stop you from having to go to the hospital for it. And they don't stop it from killing you. So what benefit do we get by having uh, vaccines of dubious worth uh, and having everyone? Uh, so what, what's the end game here? You know. Is the end game to like vaccinate 100% of the US population and then infect everyone and then let it kill who it's gonna kill? Uh, uh, you know, um, in my mind, this, this vaccine mandate is a fool's errand and you know, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't put up with it. Well, I agree with you. In fact, today it was announced that the Democratic mayor of Dallas who has been vaccinated has COVID. And I think Cliff, that the sinister and the evil wickedness in America and in our leaders today, it's not about healthcare truly. In the background, it's about power and control. They want to control your life. And as we shift gears here a little bit, I wanna talk about your buddy Manchin. And they are looking at passing this, uh, this progressive socialized stimulus bill is what it is that has nothing to do with the infrastructure that is really going to tear America apart with inflation and boost taxes on what they say billionaires. But folks, billionaires and millionaires don't pay taxes. It's passed down to you and I. You're seeing it at the pump. You're seeing it at the grocery store. You're seeing it when you go out to eat. It comes back down to the middle class and it really hurts the poor. So I'm afraid, Cliff, that uh, you said Joe Manchin is a guy that likes to, to make deals and compromise. I hope he's not going to sell us down the creek on this one. And I want to mention one other thing before you make a comment. In Virginia, there's an important election coming up, and it's neck and neck. And if you're in Virginia, you need to get out and send a message. And we told you, we're going to tell you people that we think are credible, that we need to elect as our leaders that will help get us back on the right track in America, being a constitutional republic. But it is Glenn Youngkin running for governor in Virginia. You need to get out. You need to vote. You need to support Youngkin. One other thing I wanted to talk about with this, uh, you know, new Green Deal bill, whatever you want to call it, the 
trillion dollar bill that uh, has been proposed uh, that has all of these uh, goodies for the liberals uh, and socialists. Uh, there's there's a couple of things to keep in mind. One of the reasons why they're able to to um, make the argument that this is not going to cost anything, you know, first of all, we know that's not true. Inflation right. already is hitting everyone, and that's that's a cost of of uh, Biden policies. But um, one of the other things that could potentially happen is they could pass a bill. I'm not saying it's going to be 3.5 trillion, and they could rely on this new taxing of billionaires to, uh, to to fund a portion of it. But guess what will happen? Mark my words. We'll get the additional spending. And the tax on the billionaires will be found to be unconstitutional. So we'll get the bad without the good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the tricks that they play in manipulating bills and politics and the legal system in Washington. And we've seen it for decades and they're doing it again. And we really need to wake up and make a difference in 2022. And if you're a Democrat, and you're a diehard that you're just a party line person, I want to tell you something that I hope you realize that the Democrat Party today is not the Democrat Party it was in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It has been taken over by radical, narcissistic, progressive socialists, and that equates to future communism. Back to Horowitz, Dark Agenda, page 162. Theirs is a collective ideology rooted in Marxism that is opposed to the American ideas of individual rights, individual accountability, and individual equality. The Democrats' politics is designed to dehumanize and delegitimize anyone who disagrees with its leftist agenda. Folks, that is what is going on. It is not the same party. It has been hijacked, and I think that hijacking really came into full force beginning with Bill Clinton and has progressed over the years. And I believe some of the people in the party don't even realize how they're being manipulated and the destruction of what the end game will bring. Remember, they're laying the landmines that they will be the ones that step up and it blows up on. But the sad thing is, is when it blows up, it blows up for the good and the evil it blows up for the wicked and the righteous. So folks, we have to fight. We have to elect constitutional conservatives to government to turn things around. And that's what we're about here at the American Constitutionalist. And I wanna say something here. I, I think I read this last week, one more quote from uh, Dark Agenda. This is Ronald Reagan, and you've heard this before, I'm sure. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. It is also the Christian view that post the post-Edenic world is a fallen place, irreparably damaged by the corruption of human hearts so that no human agency can heal it. Government is not going to heal America. Turning to God and seeking him and going back to being a Judeo-Christian nation and the plumb line that was established is what will turn America around. I agree with you, Jeff, wholeheartedly. Um, I don't know that there's anything I need to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
God is calling to America, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Do everything I say and all will be well. Spiritual rebellion is the source of America's problem. God is our only hope and salvation as an individual and as a nation. If we do not change the course soon, like electing Yonkin and sending a message to Washington, even before the 2022 midterms, if we do not elect conservative constitutional Judeo-Christian leaders to represent us, to serve their fellow Americans under the divine guidance of God, to truly serve we the people, if we do not fight for the faith set by our founding fathers and framers of our constitution, we're going to fall to the swift and revocable justice and judgment of God on America. Folks, we need a miracle from God to bring us back. Listen to me. I've stated this before. God does not need America or our constitution. America needs God. We are at the mercy of his plan and timing, whether you believe it or you like it. Freedom lost in America is freedom forever lost in this world. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? America is the last place that had the plumb line based on Judeo-Christian values for society, for justice, for virtue, for morality. And once that pump, once that plumb line in America is gone, wickedness and evil will prevail in this world and your life will forever be under control. Continued complacency will lead to the destruction of our freedom. We need to be awake. We need to step up. We need to look for those to vote for who will do the right thing in turning America back to what it was destined to be. We need to continue to get on our knees and pray, pray, pray for God's divine intervention. That is the true hope for America and mankind. Pray that God will expose the truth. Pray that God himself will come and purge America from the evil within and destroy the evil from without. Pray for people on both sides of the aisle, whether Democrat or whether Republican, independent, libertarian, I don't care. Pray that God will speak to them and burden their heart for truth and common sense. And if they will not turn to God and abide by it, that he will remove them and he will put in their place men and women who will stand on the principles this country was built upon. They will stand on the Judeo-Christian values, the plumb line that was set for America. I want to remind you that no matter what happens, God is always in control. We need you to help us by sharing this podcast with your family and friends. Subscribe to it. It's free so that you can get automatic, timely information to common sense and truth in America. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. Otherwise, complacency will lead to the death of freedom and of this great republic. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.